What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the MCU Reviewed. We've got a nice one on hand uh, this week. We are talking about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, represented America, Ooh. man. There it is. Very, very patriotic. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, Mr. John Fick. John, you've got a partner there uh, to your right. Oh, I do. I got, I got, See, uh, got the child here. This uh, this surprised me. I pre-ordered this thing like months. I think in back in like December of 2019, and it just showed up. I completely forgot about it. This one, I'm ready for. What do we got? What do we got? Look at that! Oh no! Isn't that awesome? Oh man! No that's way! Awesome. I pre-ordered that, that one a while ago too. But uh, yeah, that's that's a cool one. That one stayed on. The that best. is very cool. I have no oh, idea man. what I'm doing with Baby Yoda slash the child. I thought he was supposed to go next to Pikachu, where that Dragon Ball Z dragon is, but he certainly does not fit there. He is way too wide. You so. posted on social media. You figured it out. No, it was a joke because his ear was like sticking out. <laughs> oh, because I was I was looking at that. I'm like, I feel like John wouldn't. No, that was that was a joke. But... That was yeah. That did not figure <laughs> okay. out. Okay. Now a man who is trying to figure out also what to do with his Baby Yoda, Rashawn. Rashawn, what what is going to happen with your child? <laughs> yeah, listen, he's chilling for now. I just I don't know if I'm gonna keep him in his little box or if I'm gonna take him. I keep looking at John and I'm like, I mean, I think I'm a, I think I would take him out. Bobble, it's Come just on. so good. It's Cause just with, so good. Because obviously, normally with the small phone, because I want to keep him in the box. But I think I think I might have to make an exception here. Because he, and look at he's looking at me and he's kind of used the force on how to those eyes. How could you keep <laughs> him in the box? Don't I be know. a monster. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I think I would take him out. <laughs> and of course, of course, I've got my I have spoken shirt on. We're all Mandalorian fans. But today we are focusing on Marvel. Uh, the show, as always, is presented by our friends over at Fantastic. Fantastic is a division of 26 shirts. Uh, they sell pop culture themed T-shirts and proceeds from every sale go to a charity in need, a person in need, a family in need uh, for various, various reasons. To date, they've raised over 700 and I believe 80,000, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, over their time, $780,000 that go directly to those charities, families, individuals in need. So make sure you go check out their catalog, uh, pick out a shirt, buy one, represent a company that is doing some wonderful things, not just in Western New York, but in the United States. So uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, let's get right into it here. I want to hear everybody's first uh, impressions on it. I, I feel like a lot of people truly, truly love this movie. Uh, but I'm not sure totally where you boys stand on this. So, John, let's start with you. Uh, overall, just reactions and thoughts on this movie. It, there's no doubt this is a very good movie. Like, I, I don't think anybody could watch this and, and come away with it and say, like, man, that wasn't good or that was not impressive. Um, but I will say it's not my personal favorite. And I am totally aware that it's a me thing. Everybody I know that are that's an MCU fan seemingly loves this movie. It's like I know people. We we mentioned uh, Pete Her the Grumpy Geek. It's his favorite MCU movie. I've got other friends who it's their favorite MCU movie as well, if not in their top three, top five stuff like that. It, it doesn't get there for me. I don't know why. And I think it's a. Uh, I just I'm not really down with like the the undercover spy espionage type storylines. Um, and then when it's not that, it's all just like action, action, action. I, 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 for for me, the MCU is more fun when it is like kind of those bigger picture, like Thanos, mythical storylines. That's more fun for me. Um, so, again, all the respect in the world. This movie is very good. I'm never, never bored watching it. Um, but it just doesn't hit like top tier Marvel MCU movie like it does other people. So, I respect it though. I have to because everyone loves it. Rashawn, your feelings on the movie? This movie is 
incredible. The, I, I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, so I guess one thing I would say to what to what John said, um, how he's not a big because this movie basically the theme of this is it is old school like sixties corporate espionage thriller, you know that that type of thing with with Captain America in it, and I, I love that stuff. I already love that type of genre prior to it. Um, but again, throwing Captain America into the mix here is it's absolutely amazing. Um, and then for, you know, all of our fellow nerds out there, this is the, uh, Russo brothers debut. This is where they come into the MCU. And in my opinion, they make a huge splash, uh, everything from the character moments of like seeing Captain America go from the loyal soldier to, questioning pretty much everything now rightfully so um there's a character moment early on that him and nick fury have that where nick fury kind of challenges like greatest generation like you guys get, did some dirty stuff and like or, or captain america's kind of criticizing what we're doing in the present day um rightfully so and even caps like listen yeah we had our you know we had our dirty moments but at the same time um i'm kind of getting the dialogue all over the place but we're not pointing a gun to our people's heads and calling it freedom. Like there's just so many underlying things that turn cap into the character that we end up getting. Um, I think in the thing that I, that I thought of watching this is when I thought about the first captain America, that movie made me respect, appreciate and genuinely like captain America. This movie made me fall in love with captain America. Um, and I and I think it's because it, even though in the in the comics he had his little, he had similar a similar storyline like this to where, again he was kind of going rogue. But I just feel like seeing this on a big screen, like it made me, it really made me appreciate the character a lot more. At least the MCU version that we that we get of him. Um, the action is insane. Like we're gonna get into some specific scenes and stuff in our notes, but uh. There's things that Captain America does in this that prior to the MCU, I'm like, Captain America shouldn't be doing this stuff. And they make it work. Uh, and the first detail that I know the Russo brothers really knew what they were doing and they really were listening to some of the criticism from the first movie, I think in the very first, that uh, that stealth mission, uh, I believe, I, I should have counted uh, previously and uh, and in this one, but I think one you know, one of the times I watched both these movies back to back, I counted, I believe Cap throws the shield more times in that stealth mission than he does in the entirety of the first movie. That wouldn't surprise uh, me. Cause I think, I think the first movie was around nine to 11 times that it way exceeds that. And they, and they're doing stuff with this, like Cap actually like in, in the first Captain America, he feels like, okay. Like when he goes through the super soldier program, he comes out and he just seems like a strong dude. Like, okay, rightfully so, strong dude, can throw a shield, whatever. He legit feels like a super soldier in this movie. Like, I feel like when, again, I really point to that mission because it really hits home what we're in for. He's doing things that, A, he wasn't doing in the Avengers or the first Captain America, but the, just the way he fights the regular guys, like regular humans, where they really make an impact to show that no normal human can even they don't stand a chance it's over like he kicks he he kicks the one dude in that scene and he like 
he does like this video game dash towards him and the dude goes flying over the ship um the way he uses the shield and just it, it, there's so much it's like it was like i was playing the marvel ultimate alliance video game back in the day first watching this so again we're gonna get into, into a lot of specific scenes here but this movie does so much from a character standpoint from an action standpoint um and this movie arguably out of probably all of the phase two movies i think has the greatest impact on one of our avengers moving forward than than any of the other movies as well i mean again iron man and thor they have some moments that really hit home and uh they they that obviously take their character to new heights but again i think what what they do with captain america in this it sets up literally the this this movie sets up not just the the next movie it sets up the rest of the mcu the mcu is forever changed after this movie um not many of the other movies in phase two uh or even phase one and a lot of the other movies and moving forward change the mc fundamentally change the mcu as much as this movie did <clears throat> i think the the stakes were high on on this you know needless to say they had to go somewhere after the epicness epicness of the avengers uh we had to flip the script a little bit and to find that the enemy was shield the entire time in you know in some way shape or form i think is what this all boils down to and i think rashawn you said it this this movie changed the mcu moving forward there was a a lot going on and in the aftermath for this this led uh, you know with the russos right into civil war with the conflict there and then that you know was obviously a big turning point as we got into infinity war so all the the russo brother movies they're just they're masterful storytellers they're incredible with their character development and their character rapport with with each other on screen and this was just them dipping their toes in the water because look at what we saw them do with uh, the the two avengers movies specifically um to me uh, so my opinion on this movie i really do enjoy it i remember when it came out everyone on social media kind of being like the biggest compliment it could receive was this is like avengers good right like avengers was it that was the pinnacle at the time and to say that this was either as good as or better than avengers and you know we'll find out later in the rankings how we truly feel about this as a group uh that, that was saying a lot because Avengers owned the world and when you had a just a single character story be able to be on that level uh to that point, it was it was the highest praise that it could have received. I think also it is the a movie that a lot of people, uh, as we mentioned, we we liked Cap before this, but this was the movie that really took our love of him to to a new level. I think a, a lot of people feel that way. Everybody had a Captain America shirt after after either Avengers or or Winter Soldier came out. It became just a lifestyle, a brand within its its own limits, um, and. It truly was remarkable. I love the way that they they operated with the other characters in the movie. That Black Widow kind of you know gets to ride shotgun for for a lot of it. Winter Soldier uh, with with who he turns out to be is is a truly nice. It was a twist for me. I had no idea that that was coming. Uh, not really having any sort of background in comics, anything like that. And then um, it, we'll get to some of our favorite non-title characters later in the movie. Um, not to spoil anything, but man, Sam Wilson is just a an awesome, awesome addition to the the franchise, and and awesome enough that he's getting his you know basically his own MCU uh, miniseries on Disney Plus. So there's a lot to unpack of this movie. So much that it gave us so many exciting moments. And um, like I said to John beforehand, I truly am intrigued to see how high this gets on our rankings. Um, I imagine it will get high. I don't know that it will stay there. Only time will tell. 
Um, this came out in 2014. Yeah, April 4th. John, do you want to get in April 4th? Yeah. Do you want to get into some of the box office? Before I do that, I want to hop back in about the impressions because you guys made you guys make great points and you guys do make me realize that I like this movie a lot more than I just like kind of led this show off with. It's a great movie and I really do love it. I think for me where it falls flat when I look back on it is I don't think I care about Winter Soldier as much as other people do. I think that's the biggest point for me that's a miss because I didn't care about Bucky enough in the first movie for that reveal to be that special for me. I didn't know when I first saw this, I didn't expect that reveal either. When I first saw it, I don't even think I put it together that like Bucky was from the first movie because it was it was a couple of years ago and that was kind of forgettable for me. It was so early MCU. So I think that might be one of the biggest things. Like when I personally think about Winter Soldier, I'm thinking about that villain. I'm thinking about how, how big that twist was supposed to be and how that really didn't uh, didn't land for me like it did other people. But everything you guys just said is so spot on. Like this is such a good movie. Like this is this is a phenomenal film. I just wanted to kind of circle back and kind of cap off my thoughts there because I know it sounded a little negative when I when I started it off. It's a great great movie. <laughs> I it's funny like I kind of like my evolution when I go through that my MCU rewatches is how we just saw like what happened to John. Like definitely a good movie, maybe not as high in it as other people. And then when I watch it, like it just it stews and it kind of like the more I think about it, I'm like, no, this is a great movie. Uh, it, it's not necessarily like when you see civil or when I see civil war or when I see event, uh, infinity war, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Right to the top. Pretty much this one. It's like, it just slowly rises and it keeps going and it keeps going for me. One, so one last first impression for me as well. That'll uh, definitely fit here versus when we get into individual scenes what I said about Thor Ragnarok last week, um, but that movie, uh, Ragnarok, uh, Dark World last week, uh, you know, for all that movie's faults, you know, what that movie really did well was I feel that all of these scenes in terms of how they were shot, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and then the score for that movie um, up until this point was really unique as well. And they really tried some different things. And I think they landed this freaking movie, though. The score for this movie, again, it's supposed to be that 60s style, again, corporate espionage type. They nail it with that. It, it totally gives, like, even gives off that vibe with the score. Um, and all of the scenes, especially the scenes in, um, in Alexander Pierce's office, like, that just, the way those scenes are shot, the way they show when he's standing there, um, just looking over where where are they? Is that is that Albany? DC. Right? Where where are they? DC. Or maybe I believe. D, maybe DC. DC. Yeah. yeah. Any anything like that? Um, you know, without getting too much into it, but the the I don't know if I think Thor still might be better shot than this overall, just because of the Asgard and fantastical um things that we get to see in that movie. But score, this is right up there and even with all of the movies that we've gotten this has for, for me um one of the most iconic scores like i can immediately think of winter soldier and think of the score for this movie and you guys probably know the main theme that i'm talking about that plays a lot through the movie hits right when the credits happen that is iconic and symbolic of this movie. A lot of MCU movies, despite them having great music, we're going to talk about one next week that probably has the best soundtrack um, in the MCU movies. Uh, but this is right up there in terms of just iconic original score. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think, uh, you know, I've, I've got some notes on that. When we get to my notes section of this, we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into that. 
Uh, but John, why don't you jump into box office numbers here? So this did seven hundred and fourteen million, which is great. Uh, no Iron Man three didn't cross a billion. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Cap carried that weight yet. Maybe never carries that kind of weight. I'm not sure. No Civil War, but Cap or but Iron Man was in that. So who knows? Uh, I was gonna say that one. That I, I'll even admit an as Avengers a Cap movie. fan, that one's sus. That's an Avengers movie. We'll yeah. talk about that. That's Avengers two point five for sure. For sure. You know, seven hundred fourteen million. Great. Like that's that's a, a that's a blockbuster right there. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty good. I think if a movie like that releases now, it gets to a billion, no problem oh, with easily. how much how far Cap has has come. Yep. Uh, so uh, pretty good, pretty good. Those are close to Wonder Woman numbers, I, I believe, oh, if I'm not mistaken. That hurts. Um, yeah. Hey, just hopefully, hopefully a few months away. Again, yet again, October, right? We'll see. Um, you we, let's queue up the trailer. Yeah. Why don't we uh take a look at that? Sounds good. You guys got it up. Yep. Cool. Go ahead and play it. Drop zone cap. You do anything fun Saturday night? Well, all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead, so. No, not really. You know, if you ask Kristen out from statistics, you'd probably say yes. That's why I don't ask. Too shy or too scared? Too busy. Was he wearing a parachute? No. No, he wasn't. shield to protect people captain to build a better world sometimes means tearing the old one down and that makes enemies are you ready for the world to see you as you really are look out the window you know how the game works disorder war all it takes is one step we're going to neutralize a lot of threats before they even happen. thought the punishment usually came after the crime. S.H.I.E.L.D. takes the world as it is, not as we'd like it to be. This isn't freedom. This is fear. You need to keep both eyes open. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? has been a gift to mankind. You've shaped the century. I need you to do it one more time. You're up. It's time. I think that trailer falls second only to Iron Man 3 in terms of trailers so far. That trailer is awesome, man. Does a great job telling you what kind of movie you're going to get. Sets that sets that darker, more serious, very uh very mysterious tone. Really, really good. Above most of almost at maybe any trailer, the most memorable image I have of 
MCU trailers is that ending with Bucky catching the the shield. Yeah. I don't know why I remember that sticking with me so much, and it, it does, and it just resonated with me before I even knew that that was Bucky. It's like, oh man, who's this guy? Like he's capable of sticking with Captain America with his shield and just kind of look. He makes it like a frisbee, mm-hmm. like that. I I don't know what it was, but that one always just stuck with me. When Rashawn, he throws it back, Captain America ends up, you know, stepping back a little bit or getting pushed back. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> in, a force in that same it. scene. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it's a great trailer, man. It is to the point. It it gets a, a lot of imagery in there. We see all of the characters in, in different teases. And uh, I think it set it up beautifully. A thousand percent. Yeah, this was awesome. <clears throat> um, so we, we all saw this in theaters, right? This sure is did. this yep, this yep. does not speak to the way I feel about this film at all. But this is the only movie I can remember ever falling asleep during at the theaters, and it's because <laughs> I was I should not have been there. I was so so tired. I went the day it came out. I went with my fiance and her father, who's a a, a huge Cap fan. Um, we went to see this. It was like a ten o'clock showing. I had just worked a long shift and I barely slept before. I, it's just funny that like sometimes my opinion on this movie can be a little down compared to the rest of the people and it happens to be a movie that I fell asleep during but I did fall asleep during this movie and I missed a big chunk of it when I saw it in theaters and that's on me not on the movie again <laughs> <laughs> oh man at least, you, at least you admit you fall asleep on this one because I think there's a ton of media I, you fall asleep on and you just don't oh admit it because you Rashawn. watch different movies than all of us Rashawn, it's, but, it, but it's weird though because our rankings for the show are literally my exact rankings so it's just <laughs> It's just weird how that works. Um, but it's no, weird. He's like the puppet master. <laughs> you know, some may say. Um, again, th- that's just like a funny little quip. I fell asleep because uh, I was overtired. And I re- and I do remember like waking up being like, wh- like, where are we in the story? Why is Nick Fury being shot at right now? I, I remember specifically when his car got like flipped over or something like that. It woke me up. I'm like, he's a good guy. What was what going on? <laughs> I remember that. But, you know. Dude, so if it makes you feel better... Uh, Lauren fell asleep during the special. I mean, granted, she would have been very young, but when she went with her brother and dad to Empire Strikes Back, she fell asleep during Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I can say. Come on, people! I married this woman. (laughs) Here we are. Oh my gosh! What am I dealing with on this on this show? How many caveats do I have to give? It's not about the movie. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think. uh, I think instead of getting to our, our favorite non-title character i want to just flesh out some of the notes here i definitely don't have as many as uh, previous ones um and these are relatively quick so if, if you've got something to say i say just jump in on it uh there's some good stuff right off the bat in the movie uh we get what becomes a really really nice recurring quote between uh cap and sam on your left right uh so all the way to getting that in endgame is just chilling every time i hear this this uh this quote now just a beautiful little it's, thing. That it's means so, so, much. so cool. I love it, man. Like when I, I, yeah, I think this may have been my first time rewatching with just Holder since Endgame and just seeing the origin of that again. I was like, oh, man, chills. Yeah, it's. it's I love how cool. I love how uh, Sam is so in that scene. I love how he's like just so in awe of Captain America, like post, like after obviously the, after the their run. little competition there and uh, the little mm-hmm. run. Um. He was just in awe. He was just looking at Cap like, I can't believe yeah. I just ran into freaking Captain America doing my normal run that I do that he probably does every morning. Um, 
and just yeah. like observing his lifestyle, like you know, seeing him get in the car with Black Widow, like man, he yeah. gets to go on missions with with a hot girl, sweet car. <laughs> that, like, was, that was a great yeah. character moment, and I, and I love that line where he's like, yeah. "Steve Rogers, I kind of figured that, I kind of put that together." So so good, great great <laughs> acting. Like what a good line, what a what a good little scene there to introduce this character. And I'm Can sure you... it's on your list, but well, <laughs> I'm sure it's on your list about Captain America's list. Oh yeah, yes, his of list. course it is. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would write that down, so you I was me. gonna wait. Do you have yeah. do you have the list? I don't. I just Googled it um a few a few minutes before the show actually. The but, thing I always remember was Star Wars and Star Trek was was I know Apple and Steve yes. Jobs are on there. Um yeah, yes. before we get into the list, do we know do you guys know that that list is different depending on where that film aired? No. Yeah, so no, different countries, different regions, that list is very different for stuff specific to pop culture and attention uh, to detail. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. For sure. Well, I wanted to say before that list too, when when Black Widow pulls up, like can you imagine being Sam Wilson there? Like you just you know interacted with Captain America. So like huge awe inspiring moment and he had a conversation with you. You know you were gonna tell all your friends about that, yeah. right? And then Black Widow shows up and is just like, Hey, and it's like, Are you kidding me? Like, like, yeah, two out of the (laughs) (laughs) right, like it's such a wonderful, wonderful moment. Like, that is one of the earliest moments I think where they established almost that, like, the Avengers are celebrities. We saw it in Dark World where the one guy's like, Is that Thor? Um, and a little bit too with (laughs) Iron Man with how he's he's viewed in his movies. But this was one where it was like, This guy is really awesome, and he thinks they're even more awesome, just kind of cool. So, about that list, real quick, there are one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven versions of that list. So there's one for uh, U.S. and Canada. There is one for U.K. and Ireland. There's one for South Korea, Spain, Latin America, Italy, Australia, and New Zealand, Russia, France, Brazil, Germany, and that's it. So each one of those territories, countries, wherever it's referring to, has a different list. A couple of the things are the same on them, but like they usually will, like usually like the TV show that's on there, or like the the world event is different. Like on the uh, the US list, uh, the Berlin Wall is on there, but on the UK list, the World Cup final 1966 is on there. Like just it's super super cool attention to detail. Yeah, that's really nice. I, I'm happy they did that. I didn't know that. I do love, of course, it goes without saying, all the, the little Star Wars Easter eggs you get throughout the MCU, but this is one of the earliest ones. And um, it would have been just a few years after Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah, so true. I knew they were going to start sprinkling those in it's, any chance they got. And speaking of like Star Wars on that list, I just love like you, you put yourself in his mind and you hear these two things, Star Wars and Star Trek, and he writes them the same, Star Wars slash Trek, <laughs> as if it's just like kind of the same thing. Like, I don't know, like a couple of different Star things I got to look into. Yeah. Imagine Wars having no an experience. Old, an old there. man thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. Wars slash yeah. track. <laughs> That's so good. Absolutely. Oh, man. Just so good. Wonderful, wonderful start to the movie. Um, fast forward a little bit. Uh, we get a, a pretty great quote from Nick Fury, which ends up being all the more great later on in the MCU. Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. I feel like as soon as we saw the Captain Marvel trailer, where he was like, you know, playing with the cat, you knew something was going to happen. Ooh, I never, I never that. suspected that. Yeah. You didn't? No, I, never I made did. a meme about it. Oh really? my gosh. I, yes, I legitimately saw the trailer and made the meme oh. with uh, him quoting that from, from cap and then from captain Marvel, uh, him playing with, uh, the cat. Interesting. But yeah, I, I think that it's really funny that that's what he's talking about yeah. <laughs> all those years later. Um, 
I think it's awesome to see Sam leading a council. He's kind of in a counseling group for former soldiers. And not only is that showing the character of, of his character, but that like it shows a little bit of how it's ironic that Steve is doing the same thing uh, later on after Infinity War. So in Endgame, he is now leading a counseling session. You know, Sam is out of the world. He's doing it for survivors, people who lost people from the snap. And I thought there was a nice little correlation that these two guys just, they've got a real nice uh, kind of moral fiber and they really care about people in general. I think there was, there was a, a sweet thing to say. I mean, we get to know Sam early on as a result of it, partially. Uh, Seeing the seeds of why uh, Steve Rogers looked at him and come at the end of Endgame, he was like, you're the guy. You say you, you really start seeing little, that, that stuff on the reasons why now. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, I thought the Winter Soldier reveal was, was pretty epic, um, especially like seeing it for the first time in theaters and realizing that that was Bucky. And I think that even looking back on it now, having more meaning throughout the movies that we've seen for Bucky and their relationship, uh, Chris Evans played that beautifully with just like, he couldn't believe what he was seeing again, put yourself in those shoes. You you think your best friend died all those decades earlier. You're this man out of time. Oh my gosh, he's here and he is my enemy. Like he's basically his equal. I think that was really powerful stuff. Yeah, um, I, uh, I'm one of the few people, because I know there's a lot of people that feel the way John do about the uh, Bucky, the whole Bucky character and mainly their relationship. I, I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um, and I think this movie helps me with that a lot. Just a lot of their lines of dialogue, man, just like just little things like. uh Oh my God! Why am I just brain farting all of a sudden? Uh, oh, I'm with you to the end of yep. the line, pal. They always say they always find a way to say that at the right moment. Um, just knowing how important Bucky is to Cap, like he says in the van when they get captured, he's like, you know, even when I had nothing, I had Bucky. And when you go think back to the first movie, that man literally, he literally, that's poor Steve Rogers, poor five four nine ninety five pound man. You know, it says it in the little thing, um, like yeah. in the in the little museum. Uh, he really didn't have anything, but yeah, the one thing that he did had was Bucky. And, you know, in a situation like that, it was a genuine friendship. Generally, you know, good looking dude, you know, more muscular than Steve Rogers at that time, getting all the girls, like generally that guy doesn't become friends with that guy and Steve Rogers. And, you know, he stood, he stood by Steve all those years, uh, his whole life. Yeah. Um, and seeing the reverse now that Captain America is the, the big, strong, big brother figure now. And Bucky is like the little brother that has to be, you know, coddled or or looked after uh, starting here. And of course, as we get further down, I love seeing the twist in their relationship and how that changes and their love for each other as as brothers, as best friends still 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 keeps track you know that that stuff and to the point where as we get in later movies cap literally will lay down anything literally anything for bucky i think i think bucky becomes the most important thing in the world to him because the most important thing in the world to him before was serving his country and in this movie his country let him down 
big time. His dream came crashing down. I think that's the thing that some people miss about this movie. It's not just about shield falling. This is about every ideal that Captain America ever had, that Steve Rogers ever had, literally crashing down into the water in DC. And when Bucky brings Cap out of that, that symbolizes that I think part of Captain America died in that water. Part of them probably even died in that ice, but whatever did leave, come out of there, I think died in that water in this scene, um, in this movie. And what came out was still someone who would just do the right thing, not for America, not for S.H.I.E.L.D., not for any corporation, but what came out of there was a man that just wanted to do the right thing. And that's what we get starting in next time we see him as age of Ultron and moving forward. So that's, you know, that's something that a deeper meaning to, you know, the Bucky character, you know, part one of what I talked about, but even more significance um, of what happens in this movie, you know, a deeper meaning that I really look into. And Rashawn, I wrote later on in my list too. Uh, I'm just going to jump to it now. Cap's unwavering belief in good and those he loves is what makes him special. Like his devotion to Bucky and not giving up on him is what eventually ends up turning the tide of Bucky and getting him out of that, that brain funk, right? Like that mind control. Um, it's just, it's so special. And it goes back to what we see in the first Captain America, that what is special about him is his heart, right? Um, Sharon Carter. So if, when there's kind of almost like that flirty sequence before they see Nick Fury in, uh, in Captain America's uh, apartment there, or is it, is it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sharon mentions my, mm-hmm. my aunt is an insomniac. And I think that's kind of funny because we don't know at that point who her aunt really is, which is uh, Peggy Carter. Yes. Um, nice little uh, tease there. And even to your point about that as well, Joe, like when we talk about how, again, all Captain America's beliefs, one of the reasons why the poor guy couldn't even trust his damn neighbor. <laughs> you can't trust, you can't trust anybody. Literally, he couldn't <laughs> trust Fury. He couldn't trust America. He couldn't trust S.H.I.E.L.D. The poor guy couldn't even trust his neighbor. And I think when that scene when he goes into uh pierce's office and he's like neighbor i think that just shows and he's just in a different mindset towards oh, like, yeah. what the what the heck happened when i went in that ice he's he done. never he never says that in the mcu but that's literally i think the only thing that's on his mind the entire mcu is what the heck happened to this country when i went in the ice and part of him the type of hero that cap is probably feels responsible for that and you probably see that guilt and a lot of different scenes and and looks without you know scenes of uh when i say uh when he's acting without dialogue you probably see that a lot as well as we move forward and he can't trust black widow either right like even from the early mission he's skeptical of her and what she's doing she's got a different mission they compartmentalize like she was told different directions than he was so he's got trust issues and rightfully so but it doesn't change him uh, it, it it keeps his like his faith remains his positivity remains and his steadfastness is all there. Uh, but at the same time, it, like like you said, it sums it up perfectly when he sees her and goes, neighbor. Like he, He's calling out BS when he sees it now. Um, I, I put that this is my moment. I know we're going to get into that, but that elevator sequence, man. <laughs> goodness gracious. Even though we saw it in the trailer, it's just so good. It's so good. And then to, to see it kind of um, 
almost uh, spoofed a few years later in in uh, Endgame is is priceless as well. That was one of those things where um, I wasn't mad that it was in the trailer. That like the the trailer kind of helped it out because you're like, okay, yeah. there's there's going to be this like really cool elevator fight. That's going to be awesome. And then when you get to that, when you finally see the movie, you're like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is it. And they surpass expectations. Like they set it up so well. It's paced so beautifully. Like they make like three stops on different floors. Like just building that tension. Watching people drop beads of sweat, people clinch their fists. Like, all right, it's on. Really cool. He's like, he's like, does anybody, does anybody want to get out? That that is definitely a worthy, so good. Uh, a, a worthy <laughs> moment. My, mine's a little different. Mine's a little after that when we get to that. But I think that that that's definitely a worthy moment. And again, that goes back to the first point that I made. The Russo brothers made it very apparent to show that once again, this isn't just a strong dude. This is a super soldier. Regular people don't stand a chance. You can corner him in an elevator with the biggest dudes you can find, and he will whoop everybody and escape and find a way to take down your whole organization. That's Captain America for you. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, possibly my favorite line in the entire movie, uh, I think he says to Natasha, I'm 95, I'm not dead. <laughs> yes. Um, that's good. Like you always forget that he's he's truly really old, even though you know he's he's a super soldier, so he's got that interesting uh, gene setup. Uh, the tease there's a foreshadowing of civil war in uh, when Zola oh, is so revealing uh, what has has happened kind of throughout history, and when uh, Howard Stark dies in a car crash, mm-hmm. we see how just vital that event is, even though it, it felt like it was small from ramifications. It was not. It was a very pivotal moment for what would be Captain America Civil War. Um, and I don't remember even seeing that the first few times I watched this movie. Yeah, I'm the same. I caught that this time, too. I didn't. Yeah. Catch, that thing was going so fast. And I just he I just happened to glance same. at them like, wow, that's where he originally probably digested that information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we talked about also earlier on in the MCU reviewed uh, how Iron Man characters found their way, even like side, very, very secondary characters found their way throughout the MCU uh, just in bit parts. We get that that Senator from Iron Man 2, right? Like he yeah. is, a, he's a scumbag. Uh, we we kind of knew that he was, he was sketchy to begin with, but now that we see that, that proof here uh, from him, um, I put some in, you know, just a, a quick bullet point. We got our first next generation Avenger in Sam Wilson. Uh, we'll we'll go more into his character, I'm sure. We got a, a brief t- universe. Yeah. Uh, so they're talking about targeting people, and one of the the things that, or one of the people they mention is Stephen Strange, or as we know him, Doctor Strange. Uh, one of the Russo brothers, I don't know if it's Anthony or Joe. I, I should have looked this up. They cameo in the bunker. So when uh, they meet up with Nick Fury, uh, they play the one of the Russos plays the doctor that is taking care of uh, Natasha there, I believe. Yeah, it's the same. Yes. it's the same uh, Russo that it's Joe. Joe Russo. He, uh, he's also he also has a cameo in uh, Endgame at that uh, scene you were referencing before when they had that counseling session after the after the snap. He's, like, funny. he's one of those directors that likes being in his own movies. Right I did so. not notice him. I didn't know who he was when I originally saw this. Oh, yeah, uh, of either. course, I picked him up right away in, in Endgame. Um, I put that it was a very Thanos-like approach from Pierce as Pierce is trying to justify what he's doing later in the movie. Uh, he says that it's, he's sacrificing $2 million to save $7 billion. 
basically. And that's a it's it's not exact, but that's a very Thanos line of thinking, right? To like sacrifice X amount of people so that the rest of us can can kind of live and not have to worry about famine and shortages and this and that. Um, not that that was necessarily foreshadowing, but it kind of was in a little bit uh, a way, I would say. Um, th- so, Rishon, the the music you mentioned the score earlier on and how uh, it kind of sticks out in your mind. I put there's this high pitch noise that plays anytime Bucky specifically has the upper hand in a fight. That's part of it too. Yes, that is amazing. Like anytime he, not just that Bucky appears, but anytime he has the upper hand. If you watch the movie again, it's really, really incredible the story it tells. But it's this high pitch noise that you cannot help but feel on edge when you hear it, even if you know what's going to happen. That is masterful scoring right there. Like, truly awesome. It just ramps up the intensity to a whole new level. Last note I had, uh, we kind of already talked about it, but the, the Russos actually are known for their fondness of Star Wars. Uh, so we, we saw, um, or we, we had the, the little bit of the, the tidbit there in the beginning with the note when it says Star Wars or Star Trek. Uh, but two other things. Uh, when they are talking about firing the helicarriers after they're launched, they say, fire when ready. Very much in the same vein. You may fire when ready for the Death Star in the original Star Wars uh, when Grand Moff Tarkin says it. And then also, I this is maybe a little bit of a stretch. I don't care. Um, when Cap drops his shield, when he is fighting uh, Bucky, like willingly drops it because he doesn't want to fight him. That is very much Luke throwing his lightsaber away and in, in, in Return of the Jedi and saying he doesn't want to fight Vader. Again, I don't know if that's purely coincident, uh, coincidence or not. I'm going to believe it's not just for the heck of it. But yeah, I'm that, always looking for those. That those feels like comparisons. an for me. I think I agree with you there. I, I, I picked that up as well. Cool, cool. Uh, any any notes that you guys wanted to go over that we didn't cover there at all? I have a couple of just like small lines that I really liked. Uh, this was really early on in the film, um, but I like how they're tying back this movie to to Avengers. Just with little small moments when um, Fury has Cap down in the shield base and he's showing him those airships, and he, they, he's like, "Oh, we, thanks to our new repulsor engines." And uh, Cap goes, "Oh, those Stark Tech," and he's like, "Oh, he had a few suggestions after he got uh, an up close look at the turbines." And that just calls back to that that huge moment when he's stuck in those turbines and Cap had to help him out of that. That was super cool. Um, let's see. I thought the Smithsonian was awesome. I thought that was a, a perfect way to reference and recap the first movie. Uh, I'm a, I, I, I hate unnecessary exposition in films. Like It really bothers me. I was going to jump in when you talked about it, but uh, is it Zoloff? Is that his name? Uh, I, I always forget his name. I... Dude, I don't. Yep, Zola, I, yep. I don't like that. I don't like that scene. I don't like how Zola is just down there and he just gives us the whole plot. He's like, "All right, we we, we all thought this. Here's the twist, and I'm just going to tell it to you verbatim." That bothers me. I don't. I don't like that kind of exposition in films. Um, I like more creative stuff, like how they how they did that Smithsonian, like how he's walking through, he's revisiting what Captain America is, and like they're telling a story through through voiceover and through music and through these awesome exhibits. That's really cool to me. Um, love that scene. Uh, next note I have, I think Peggy's aging effect was so bad. When Peggy is like, yeah. dude, like Terrible, that is yeah. one of those. I'm like, how do you, how do you move forward with that? Just cast an older actress. Like we don't, Weird. we don't need the same actress to be playing an old. Like just cast an old lady. Yeah, like, what that, do you, yeah, it's bad. Her and fairness, you know, obviously that was in the early stages of Hollywood using this technology on a consistent basis, but still, you yeah. can see, you can tell. It's bad. <laughs> but when again. you say in, 
in Endgame, like old man Cap is way better. Oh my god, yeah, everything. Then, I think like in the Peggy, then there's Peggy. It's yeah. it's great. That yeah, like, it's legitimately great. Oh and then you think and about the de- this is just bad. Yeah, you think about the yeah. de aging they did on Nick Fury and Captain Marvel. Like that's flawless stuff right there. And, and then the yeah, the, there's aging on uh, Hank Pym. <clears throat> um, de aging on him in Endgame was very good. Like that, yes. so much. Yeah, they 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 come a very long way. And this was a start of that. So maybe you have to you have to walk, crawl before you can walk type thing. But you go back and watch this. It doesn't look great. <laughs> in such yeah. a short period of time too right so yeah. this releases 2014 in 2016 um, we get it in rogue one we get it in rogue one yeah. but we get it in civil war also oh, yeah, um a, with a young tony stark oh yeah that, that's which yeah. is it's better than this it's, right yeah that, i think you can see like a slow progression like the t- technology has gotten a lot better the those deep fakes disney has made it their mission to make this it's, work it's not even them yeah, they, sure. they, they outsource all that stuff With that that's all but think about it like that companies. that benefits them so greatly to oh, yeah. like the ultimate experience in like is rogue one tarkin because now you can like have it doesn't matter if the actor or actress is there or not minus rights of course they they have to sign over but like that's kind of crazy to think that we we got that character i can't wait to see what they do next um in the, whether it's a marvel movie or a star wars because you know say what you will about tarkin i thought it was pretty impressive Me too. i imagine it only goes up from there yeah uh it's yeah it's good point though with peggy being meh. It, it, take, it does take you out of the scene and it's a long scene too like it's yeah um, again, that's more yeah. that's technology more so than the the quality of the film. Uh, the next note I have is uh, another line by Nick Fury when he's when he's about to begin that chase from the cops and from Shield and everything like that. The first cop car that pulls up to him, they give him that look, and he looks at them and says, "You want to see my lease?" And I just shout out to Marvel for even in 2014 going there and and talking about that commentary in America and as if a black man can't be driving a nice car. I love that. That always stands out to me. Just, he delivers that line so well. Like it, it obviously comes from a place of passion. He he looks right at those cops and he's like, "Want to see my lease? Like this is my car. Get over it." Love that. Shout out to Marvel for for <laughs> for doing stuff like that. Um, and then the last note I have is closer to the end, but the uh, well, no, it's not. Never mind. It's closer to the end of, of what I'm about to reference. But the the music in Cap's apartment when Fury is there, like I can't like that 40 song. That's the, the the final song we hear in Endgame, so it's tough for me to like watch that scene that's supposed to be like this really tense scene, but not get emotional and think about their last dance at Endgame. So I'm watching that. I'm like, I'm, uh, I I'm didn't so, even pick up on that. Oh my god, yeah, I hear that right I, away, and I get brought back to that scene with Peggy and Cap dancing in the living room. No, yeah, uh, every yeah. So I, I, uh, I they, that scene's on there, and I'm supposed to feel I'm supposed to be feeling tense and like worried about what's going on in the room, and I can't. I'm just thinking like, oh no, this is their last dance song. Why did they use that? I mean, not in a bad way, just like a emotional way. So that. Was, <laughs> That's the end of my notes. Like that was. It's cool that they kept that song around too. That's a. It's a catchy little jingle. Yeah, that's that's the ultimate way to, uh, to tie things up there. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I did not. I did not pick up on that. I picked up on the style, but not that it was the exact song. I mean, maybe oh, I'm wrong, but it sounds it sounds the same to me. That's no. You yeah. got to be right. It's in the Russos again. For sure. Like they every little detail, man. Yeah. Uh, Rashawn, any any notes uh, on things that we we did not cover yet? Just tiny things um, in terms of like uh, Stan Lee's appearance, the Smithsonian Guard. I'm so <laughs> tired. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Yeah. That's maybe the best one. Oh, man. Yeah. He delivers that and, so and, well. Yeah. And on top of that, too, like uh, one thing I meant to say when I was talking about the stealth mission, dude, he doesn't, you know, he ends up going back in a way to the to the old school capsule because he stole it from the Smithsonian. But um. 
man, that stealth suit, man, that cap stealth suit is sweet. Is like awesome. they, they made it apparent again, like they, they made it like, even with that suit, just different ways that they introduced that this movie. And they were like, even though the Captain America we've gotten so far is, is good. We're about to give you a completely, we're about to give you mainstream yeah. modern day, like, kick-ass Captain America. Yeah, even down so. to the suit, it like, matches the tone of this film with the music and, and everything like yes. that. Yes. I don't I don't know what you guys are talking about. This movie's awesome. I love this movie. Don't know what you guys what are talking about. What are you talking about? about? <laughs> um, what else? What else? Um, you know, a small thing. Um, and it, again, he's a small villain even in the in the comics. Uh, but uh, Frank Rillo's character, uh, Rumlo, uh, you know, I can't, I don't even look at him as Rumlo. That's Crossbones. You know, we get that later on in uh, in Civil War, uh, which is which is kind of cool. I did not how he survived that. that? In Civil War, oh, you did it? yeah. Well, no, I mean now, like, nowadays, I know obviously that's Crossbone, but yeah, when we first saw oh, Civil yeah. War, and that's like the opening scene when they're taking him down, I did not catch that. That was a dude from uh, the the small yeah. Easter egg. It was very tiny, but it was. Uh, I think people got it because of his uh, the way, obviously, how deformed he was, and that a he was still alive. And generally, in comic book terminology, that means that guy's coming, coming back, back as yeah. a villain somehow. And then he had like again, a, he had a cross. Uh, the way his straps were over his chest. And then if you went, obviously once you go to civil war, he has a full on suit for sure. So that was the way like us real nerds picked that out. Um, and then he got whooped again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, and besides that, those, those were like just some of the little things. Again, th- this movie tonally, um, again, just a lot of the things I talked about uh, in terms of, again, what this does for caps character, uh, even we get a shades of more development for uh, Black Widow as well, um, because she's watching that scene with Zola and Horde too. She she even says, "I thought I knew who I was killing for." No, you didn't, because <laughs> she goes from uh, what was it KGB? Is is that what it's called? The Russian assassin yeah. group that she was a part of, and basically Hydra. So even though we thought it was Shield all the time, it was really Hydra. And um, I like how that I love how the Russo brothers did that. I wonder. I would assume that was at the end of the day, that was a Kevin Feige. All this stuff is Kevin Feige's direction. I get that. Um, But I love that they really went just to I didn't think they were going for that. I don't think any of us knew they were going for that when we first saw this movie, that they were going to completely destroy S.H.I.E.L.D. And Captain America made that call at the end of the day. He's like, listen, if I'm going to if I'm going to do this, he's probably going to do it anyway. Because <laughs> it helped the greater good, but like Shield, Hydra, all of it. it's all got to go. That's it, and that would that would that's huge. Like that was, and again, that brought the MCU to a lot of uncharted territory. Um, to where at that point we didn't know what was going on. The Avengers again was deployed by Nick Fury in the in the whole Shield thing, and then Nick Fury goes into hiding after this, or, or you know, spy operations. So it's really like I remember Sid watching at the end of this movie is like. What the heck is Age of Ultron? How are they going to get the Avengers together? Like I was, there's just so much that this movie does. So I was going to ask. Um, I had a question for that on that. Both you guys on that on that same topic. There, yeah. I was going to ask. Like, did that? Did the t- like? Did the fact that Shield was the bad guy and the fact that they took down Shield did that hit you pretty big the first time around? Because for me, it, that's another one of those things that didn't. I wasn't that attached to Shield yet. It's not until I go back now and I see like 
how this entire series has progressed and see how Nick Fury's character has progressed and see how they reference S.H.I.E.L.D. And in, these, in these newer movies and stuff like that. When it was first happening, I, I didn't, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. And maybe that's kind of where my, 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 underwhelming, uh, my underwhelming opinion of this movie first started. And obviously, like I said, I like it more. The more I watch it, the more I like it. But did, was that a big deal to you guys when you first watched it, S.H.I.E.L.D. going down? For me, yeah, I think it was. For me, it was a. It was. It was more of a shock. I think just the shock of it, like, oh, they did that. Like, I didn't. I. I had no idea that they were gonna go there. And even if they did, they could have just did a. Okay, we take down Hydra and we just rebuild Shield from within. But they just did a straight up. Nope, we're not doing Shield, and it never comes back. Um, I think is the more shocking thing as well. Uh, and well, if. <laughs> If we're being technical, it technically does come back in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're just, they become a very secret spy organization, whatever. In the realm of the movies, it's completely toast. So I think for me, I don't know if it was like a, oh my God, S.H.I.E.L.D., but it was like a more of a, oh, wow, you went there. It was more of that for me. I definitely felt some gravity with it. Like that whole uh, Zola sequence, actually, I, I really enjoyed. Um, it's horrifying. Because I'll explain me, when you're done. To me, it felt like that's a great word for it. It was very eerie. It was like, oh my gosh, like hit what his conscience is in there. Like that's that's brutal, and that he was explaining everything turn by turn, and like like he wanted revenge in a way on Captain America there, and that's probably why he spilled those beans. But like to see that revelation that Shield was really being manipulated all along from the inside was truly disturbing to me. I think disturbing is the right word for me. Uh, but Roshan, I know you got more to say on it. I just think that's one of those things where again the Russo brothers, or not just the Russo brothers, the MCU is very self-aware on how people feel. And you can't in 2014 and even even now, <laughs> uh, you make a corporate you know, spy espionage movie that takes place in the modern day. Um, having the character, even though a lot of us assume without getting political on here, but a lot of us assume that our government is corrupt or we know our government is corrupt and we assume all these things and the conspiracy theorists, but just imagine being in a situation where your job is to save the entire country or the world, whatnot. And then all of the, all of these fears, Illuminati, uh, this person did this thing. This person was actually responsible for, even though they were the general of this operation, they were responsible for blowing up their whole squad. Like just, I'm just thinking of random spitballing things, but just the horrific realization that again, for Captain America, putting myself in Captain America's shoes, um, just seeing that before your eyes and just being like, again, when you went in the ice, this, and even while, while you were alive, this is what was, really transpiring and you call yourself captain america you rep the colors of america and this is and again for him it's like this is what i'm fighting for again he can't articulate that because he's about to get blown up by a missile but those are the constant probably instant human nature reactions that are going through his mind and that we see shape his character um and even to your point just about the dude that you captured way back when his conscience is was still preserved and is just a bunch of data and and it's talking at you and it's creepy trying to trying to kill you like what like again this is some it's some creepy stuff in that scene and yeah. i think i think it's more so just again a, a horrific realization 
for even Black Widow and Captain America, yep. that everything you thought was literally a lie, it would sound an exaggeration, everything you thought was a lie, and you're going to die in this bunker. Yeah, and that was very, very eye-opening. About it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, the So the post-credit scenes we want to mention as well, uh, we get a, a tease of, of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, which of course will, uh, both of them play a big role in Age of Ultron, um, and of course, we know that uh, Scarlet Witch is is playing a big role in the MCU moving forward uh, past those movies. So we get that kind of tease there, and then we get another scene where uh, Bucky visits the museum uh, to see that Captain America exhibit. So you know uh, the wheels are turning up there. Uh, he he's thinking about what's going on, what Steve said to him. He's finally soul searching on his own without that manipulation, probably for the first time in his life since he fell off of that train. Uh, did either of these scenes hit home for you guys? Yeah, I want to talk about the first one. Uh, so, aside from the twins, we get that reveal that those the, the twins are being worked on, and they're you know they're probably going to make an appearance in Age of Ultron. Uh, we see that they have possession of the scepter, and there's that really cool line that like even when they had it in their hands, they had no idea what it was, and that's a, a, a great line to make reference to. Like, all right, now now we know about these Infinity Stones, and we're going there. Like, this, all these magical powers you, you've you've seen in these movies, there's a reason, and you didn't know what it was, but we're we're going to start bringing it together. So I, I really like that line. Yeah. For, for me in that scene, again, another um, old school cartoon watcher of Marvel that I am or uh, that I you know was growing up and seeing a lot of this stuff formulated in the movies. And again, knowing the comics a little bit that I do, um, seeing that they were bringing uh, Strucker into the MCU was, I, would, I don't want to say cool, I like guess a big deal, but again, just a little cool. Like, oh, that's a... One Captain America villain that he always beat up on. Um, seeing him <laughs> in his um in in his in his glory in that scene was kind of cool, and that we were going to get him in Age of Ultron for a short amount of time. That scene, and again, I had more horror elements. I don't know about you guys, the way Scarlet Witch is in that scene really freaks me out. Super. Like, I remember first watching that, and I was like where the heck are we going with this? Like, I don't know if you guys are, are uh, keep up as much with the Fox Marvel stuff or now technically Disney Marvel stuff, but uh, that definitely gives me new mutants vibes. Now that new mutants, like seeing the trailers for that movie over the years, if they'll ever come out. Um, if you watch the trailers for new mutants and then watch the post credit scene in this, you would probably think they're somehow connected. Um, but yeah, just very, very creepy. And I'm, and I'm obviously sure it was meant to be that way. They're literally, you know, getting experimented on and, you know, they're messing around with her powers. Uh, but yeah, Scarlet Witch is, as, as we know, she, you don't mess with her. (laughs) Even Thanos had to learn that one. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very close to the end there. Um, it was funny in the theater. I remember, uh, my wife did not know who Bucky was even after like the big reveal and everything. She's like, I don't know. I don't remember him at all from the other movie. Um, but she knew right away and seeing um, Scarlet Witch there, she goes, is that an Olsen? I'm like, I don't know. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know. I, first of all, I didn't know there was a third Olsen sister until like maybe like infinity war. Like, and I didn't know that. Uh-huh. And I knew her name was Elizabeth Olsen, but I did not know that she was Mary Kate <laughs> and Ashley Olsen's sister until like way too recently, actually. Yeah, like, I feel like they're they're from different generations. Yeah, like, I don't know what the age difference is, but like I feel like growing up, like Mary Kate and Ashley were like just maybe around like when I was eight, nine, ten. Like they were just uh, ahead of that in my age curve. But my sister would watch it. My cousins always watch them and all their movies. Um, and then like 
Elizabeth Olsen's like, like I want to say she's later. only like twenty six. Yeah, yeah, like it, mm-hmm. it, like she could be their daughter almost. It, it, I think it, <laughs> a lot of a lot of it be. comes to the fact that she she wasn't a child actress. Like she didn't come to to fame as a right. childhood actress. Like we we saw her first as an Avenger, and she's in her twenties already. So like, it makes sense. There's a big time yeah. jump there. I I don't yeah I, th- I think there's like a, a a six or seven year time to, or age difference between the the three of them. It's not that crazy. I don't think. It would- no, I, I'm I'm with you. If only it's we just, had supercomputers where we could look that information up. Seriously, um, favorite non-title character slash performance in the movie. Oh wait, before we get to that, there is one more scene I did want to talk about. Um, okay. The Nick Fury scene with uh, where you know after the the stealth mission, we get a lot of you know more dialogue um, heavy scenes, but that scene with the car, man, Nick Fury has the sweetest. Yo ride Dude, that you that like, car was about to fly i wanted to see that car fly so bad i thought it was going to in the theater i thought it was I mean, actually going yeah to. they keep talking about like propulsion system like initiate liftoff i'm like dude we're about to get a flying car i'm like damn we didn't we're not ready for it yet like that was like the way he was weaving that dude he was nick fury must have played a lot of grand theft auto the way he's weaving <laughs> this big old truck through traffic DC and like even that. the smaller cop cars can't maneuver that way it's like dude nick one wrong turn or one wrong I, and you're done like that's it and i gotta i gotta comment on that scene too because like i am traditionally not i and it's weird to say this because like who doesn't love action scenes right but i don't love over the top action sequences like i get like taken out of over the top action sequences where there are like building buildings falling and someone's like driving through the first floor of a building and stuff like that like i get taken out of action like that when it's just too over the top but this scene was like for me action scenes uh stick out when they're so well choreographed and that's what this was like that scene was so so cool everything was so perfectly timed it was shot so well cut at the right moments like for me a perfect example are the john wick movies like that kind of action i'm all about that Mm. and that's kind of what i that's kind of what i feel like in a scene like this it's just so well it's just so tight it's so there's so much going on but like you're so in it you're so in the moment because of the direction of the scene super super cool quick uh th- there's only a three-year age difference between mary kane ashley olsen and elizabeth olsen oh they're, i would have put money that it was six or seven years yeah so they're 34 and she's 31 so like it was very much a when they became famous type thing well, i was way off on her age jeez about that that's yeah that's amazing wow i hope you looked that up um yeah, so we'll get back to it here. Favorite favorite non-title character. So anyone but Cap here. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you pick one that maybe stands out to you. John, I'll, I'll let you, you go, first. go first. on that. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll save some of the better ones for I think where you guys might go. I'm going to go with Fury. Uh, I think Fury is, I think this is his, to this point, his best film. He he is so he is so pivotal. I think in like what makes this story matter. Like it, there's so much mystery and shroud behind. Like, all right, wait a minute, is Fury the bad guy in this? Like, who's actually right? Is it this? I forget the who's the name of the big wig that's right above Fury. Pierce is it? Alexander Pierce. Pierce. Alexander Pierce. Yeah. So like, is he is he in the right here? Like, who Cap doesn't even know half of the movie. Like, am I? I'm just going in the darkness. Don't trust anybody, right? So I I think that it's set up so well. His character is like rightfully under the shroud of mystery and when we kind of figure out what's going on he just handles it so well he's just such a he's just such a badass man and you, we just get so much awesome nick fury content in this film so he he's my go-to for this one for sure i think i uh, it's funny when we talked about uh 
on our Avengers version of this show. Um, I was like, you know, this is this is Nick Fury's film. This is the one where he gets the most screen time, not, you know, minus Captain Marvel. I always forget this one. I always forget how prominent he is in this. Uh, I don't know why. And then we get there and I'm like, he, he's one of the three main characters I could argue. And even everything that is going on. Maybe it's because of screen time because he, he is like he is dead for a lot of the movie. Like, I would say a third of this movie, like we're supposed to assume he's dead. Um so I think that maybe is when you think back of it, you're thinking like, you know, he's not on the screen that much, but his his character and his arc has a huge, huge impact on this film. I will um, say, even though I'm, I'm loving this movie and, you know, it's, you know, we're going to get to our ranking. Another fake Marvel death. That's it. Another fake that. Fury Just, death, too. That's like, I feel like he dies in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just, yeah, just, uh, gotta, just gotta throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would say it's really a toss up for me. I really truly love uh Natasha Romanov in this movie. I kind of like I said riding shotgun almost. I love when they're on their adventure together even like going through the mall and pretending that dude. They're a couple. I think so, they, it just works out. I, I know we're not we're talking characters not moments right now, but since you brought that up, when when this movie came out, I was I was working at Apple. And like I, I was, I was all in the Apple culture. Still love Apple and everything like that. But, um, like when when this movie came out, going back to the Apple store, like talking to all my friends at the store about like, oh my god, did you see that they were in the Apple store? And like they like legit spent like five minutes in the store, and they had a technician come up. Like it was super. And like we were like looking at all the details of the store. Like oh my god, that's our signage right now. Like that's legitimately accurate. Like so so cool for me. That was a huge moment for me and a bunch of my friends because again, I was working at Apple at the time. So awesome. I do love that interaction. I think it's really funny. <laughs> Just that slight tinge of awkwardness. I love how he's like, what you guys going? doing? And then he like goes over. The computer. There, there, there are some stuff that's a little weird when he's like specimen. I'm like, dude, come on, man. That's a little, a little much. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what he says. His name is, but like, is he's like, I've been Aaron. or whatever. I've been Aaron. Aaron. Yes. I've been Aaron. And again, that's, that's, that's kind of commentary on Apple culture too. Like, you know, there's a little bit of like goofiness and maybe some like culture. There was that like, stereotype, <laughs> if not. It, it, as much as I do love Natasha in this one, I've got to go with Sam Wilson. I love, um, I think he gets a fair amount of character development. I love that he establishes a really nice friendship with uh, with Steve here. Um, and we, we find out a lot about his background. Uh, he becomes a superhero in front of our eyes and it's nice to see him in action uh, side by side with Cap as we get towards that final battle. So uh, that is my answer for non-title character here. Uh, Rashawn, where are you going with this? So Joe, you took mine, but that's fine. There's a lot of good, good, good options no here that I can speak movie. to. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with the guy that people get on. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to my Bucky's thing again. I'm a I'm a Bucky Bucky lover in uh, that sounds kind of weird uh, in the MCU. Um, I like his character. Uh, Sebastian Stan does a great job. And. You know, I guess one thing that I'll touch on just because it's going to help make my point about Bucky in a way, you know, he's not even supposed to be bat uh robin to steve's batman he's really just supposed to be that third wheel i think even though that is his best friend i think when you think about the the part like the okay of uh, it, it's tough because i think i think and i think that's why they're getting a show together because it's like part of me wants to say well if cap had to go in a fight i think he'd take sam with him but i don't at the same time i don't know i think he's riding with bucky it's, it's really tough and you know they both uh, Sam and Bucky both had their stints 
as uh, Captain America in, in the comics, as you know, a lot of people know. I don't think we'll get well again. They're going to TV shows, so well, maybe I think they're really going the route of making Sam Captain America for this show, and Bucky still being like the the right hand man type of thing. Um, but he knows he might get his chance with the shield. We never know. But I, I just really like what Bucky means to Cap. Just like how in the first episode I talked about what Peggy meant to him. Um, Bucky means, especially with, you know, Peggy, they're not in a position to be together, of course. Um, I think even with with that, that elevates his importance even more because in this crazy world where organizations are betraying Cap and he can't trust his neighbor and all of this stuff. The one thing that he has of his old life is Bucky, and he's not going to let that go. He's not going to let him die. He's not going to kill him. He's not going to let him be locked up in some penitentiary or something. He's going to take his friend back. And, um, you know, I think there's something to be said about that, you know, something that can be learned from a friendship standpoint from that as well. Uh, so, yeah, I will I will go with Bucky Barnes on that one, even though I kind of want to go Black Widow. I kind of feel bad, but yeah, I'll, I'll go. With I think we talked about her enough. I think we, we all kind of gave her a shout out and fleshed her out a little bit. She's great, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's getting her own movie. Finally, it's going to be great. Oh, man, we should have seen uh, that. That's so sad. Oh, but by the by the way, yeah. I, why did I not think it? So. Black, this is going to be so you take Winter Soldier replace everything replace captain america and put black widow in it that's the black widow movie hope so just in russia so yeah, it's well, gonna be awesome yeah. like just you know if you like if you like that and and again for those i know john you said you're kind of iffy on the corporate spy espionage stuff yeah. i'll prepare you you know winter uh what is the show actually called i, f- I forget falcon, falcon and the winter soldier right? yeah that they said that's what this show's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be that that style. And again, yeah, he'll love it though. I will. And again, he'll I love, love it, this yeah. movie. So I get so yeah, that, if I can love <laughs> this movie, like despite not really being into that genre, it says a lot about what they can do with this kind of stuff, right? That's very true. Before we get to our rankings here, that what is, is there that moment? What is that moment for you? If you could articulate one. Whether it was a jaw-dropping moment, it was just a favorite moment of yours. You liked a particular action sequence. Uh, give us. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. Just enough. I'm taking it. Oh, this scene so that, I'm, that, that I'm. You're not taking mine. Go ahead. I know you're not. Oh, go ahead, Rashad. Yeah, I know. The scene. The scene that I have when I first when we started this episode, I'm like, there is just certain things in this movie that. Captain America should just not be able to do and they he does it and they make it look so awesome and and it works. The scene when shortly after the elevator scene as Cap is making his escape. I guess part of this would be when he jumps out of the elevator. Oh my god, he crashes down. The, Dude, they, they the do shield such is a so good strong job able to break his fall. They do such a good job with the shield and the choreography and just like teaching us what that shield like can do and how weighty it is. Like they're so good at that. And the, and and the ultimate, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's fantastical like Mjolnir. It still feels like it's a real animate object that we can hold. It's just that a super soldier has it and it can do crazy, crazy things. And obviously it's made of vibranium. Um, and, but the, the thing that's after that is mainly the scene that I'm talking about is the scene. And me and my dad talk about this all the time. So if he ends up watching this, he's going to love, he's going to love this whole episode. He's going to love this part because we always talk about this. The scene when Cap is on the motorcycle and the jet is shooting at him, the way he takes that scene is is the most, for me, 
before and before uh, what we got in Endgame with Avengers Assemble with everybody. Besides that, th- this is the most iconic scene for Captain America in the MCU for me. The music again, this icon, this score that they, this beautiful score that they have for this movie that they've been playing. They the, the that the themes playing the gen shoot the jet is shooting at him. Captain America, you must stop. You must stop. Play, surrender. And then he's just he's still going full force. And then he uses his brakes to propel him up onto the jet. Uses his shield to then destroy that jet. He almost falls off and then uses his shield to stay on. And then it. This dude takes down a jet with a shield. If you told me that we were going to get any, again, taking, when I go back to the first Captain America episode we did about the corny Captain America from the, from the forties. And in terms of when the comics were made, you know, you know, back in our grandparents day. um, If you told me that same dude can do that. This, this this is some special stuff with this movie. That scene is absolutely incredible. The way he jumps off and just lands and the camera pans on his shield when he lands on the ground and then that's how he makes his escape. Again, if you are a normal dude, if you don't have an infinity gauntlet, if you're not uh if you're not a killer robot with just armies of of other robots like you to 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 uh to overwhelm them, if you're not an Asgardian god, if you are not one of those three things, you stand no chance against this dude. It is it, it it is some special stuff, man. Again, Batman is my favorite comic book hero of all time. That will never change. Nobody is ahead of Batman for me. But man, the 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 MCU Chris Evans rendition of Captain America is very close. It's just Batman has so many other things and years and years and years of myth mythology and stuff. But this rendition of Captain America cuts it so close. And, it, and a lot of the love and passion that I feel stems from this movie. We get so many other scenes that we'll talk about in future Avengers movies. But this freaking movie, I cannot emphasize enough what this does for my love for this character. It is incredible. Your enthusiasm is contagious. Uh, John, what, what is uh, that moment for you? Uh, I talked about it already. It's the Fury car chasing. I love that so much. Okay. I think it's super cool. Kind of went through everything I wanted to. I love the scene with the computer talking about the integrity of the window and like so well done where like, why isn't he pulling the gun out? Why isn't he pulling the gun out? Oh, because it's bulletproof and he's smarter than the computer. Awesome. Really cool. Yeah, that is very well choreographed. Um, for me, I did mention it as well. Like it's it's obvious to choose the elevator scene. So I would choose that, but I'm not going to. I am going to choose what I already talked about, and it's the reveal from Zola for what was happening to see Natasha and Cap's um, reactions to that everything they've known is basically a lie, that the MCU has now been flipped on its head, that this organization that was helping them kind of save the world, save the universe, get the team together, is actually the big bad evil empire, right? Like that's just, it's mind blowing to me. And to see the horrifying kind of way in which it was brought together, that just sticks with me. Every time I watch it, it is a creepy, creepy moment. Um, so I that's, that's what I'll list for my moment for this. Respect it. I'm very excited to see where we go with the rankings. Dude, yeah, that, I, I don't know about this. I, I mean, despite what y'all been saying, I don't know. I don't know either, man. I will not be able to rank this until I pull up the image and start like thinking about those movies in comparison. Like, I uh, let's do it. It's very hard, and we're still in a, a tough position. Uh, so, to recap, we've only collectively used one snap. Yep. 
Uh, Rashawn used that so far. Uh, That's right. That's right. Uh, John is putting up uh, the the rankings on screen, I believe. And I'm going to pass it over to you. Yeah. All right. So we got we are so we got three columns here. We're a third of the way through, or over a third of the way through, because there's only 23 movies, not 24. This is crazy, man. We've been flying through these. so the current rankings, number one, The Avengers, number two, Iron Man, number three, Iron Man 3, number four, Iron Man 2, number five, Captain America, the first Avenger, number six, Thor, number seven, Thor, the Dark World, number eight, The Incredible Hulk. So that's where we stand. I think baseline, this, we, we just... Wait, 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 before, before you go, okay. before you go, let, let, let me take this one, because mine is very, I don't even got to think about it. I know but, you guys but, may have to think. No, no, I, I want to work the other way. I, I want to start from the bottom. I want to start from the bottom. If, okay, and if you, okay. And if you okay. keep going higher, you keep okay. going higher. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. I, I want, I want okay. to get to a collective place together, and then we'll talk about where we all think it should have gone. Alright. I think that I think that's way, the way we should do it here. So I, I think we can okay. all start and say that at least, at the very least, this is better than the first Captain America. We all know that, yes, right? That's where I would put it. That's where, <laughs> that's, start. Where, that's where we started. So we're, we start at number five. Who thinks it's better than Iron Man 2? Yes. I do as well. We all agree. Josiah has his hand up for audio listeners. Okay, yep. so better than Iron Man 2. It hops above that. Who thinks it's better than Iron Man 3? See, that's, see, that's where people take it too far because... Josiah said it this. Y'all... Dude, now y'all taking y'all taking it too far. Now it's not better than the third than the third Iron Man. Oh god! Oh my god! He got me! He got me! (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this yesterday. Oh my god! Rashawn is. Oh my god! If you guys are tuning in and you are not watching our Geek Scott game biweekly podcast, Rashawn is notoriously the worst liar ever, and he has a tell. He 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 will think about a lie and he will start smirking about it a minute and a half before he gets to that lie. And we're all just looking at each other like, all right, Rashawn, try to try to lie. was he never gets it he just got me oh man i'll say this i think i accidentally helped sell it you did i was just like okay what are you talking about yeah i thought i totally thought he was about to rip into josiah for some reason but you got me all right you got me and i was like wait i'm agreeing with you you son of a gun and i want to touch on something too did joe the guy that that said that iron man 3 was the second best movie in the mcu at the time of its release you are now saying that Captain America is better. You're about than to Iron no. Man three. Did you just say that? I'm not saying Captain America is better than Iron Man. I'm saying Winter Soldier is a better movie than Iron Man three. Okay, that's what. That's literally what I said. That's that's what I just. Said. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay, gotcha. Semantics. Semantics. So let's get back semantics. to it. So uh, you two, I didn't give my vote yet. I agree as well. Not that my vote matters at this point, but just for the record, I agree. This is better than Iron Man two as well. So Josiah, I think your vote is spoken for. You must think it's better than Iron Man one if you think Iron Man three is better than Iron Man one. So yep. Josiah yep. says yes. Rashawn, you think it's better than Iron Man? I, I do. I'm just shocked. I thought I was gonna have to do some fighting here. Wow. But this is easy. This is where it should be. So yes, it is better. Than you think better time. than Iron Man one? I would yes. draw the line there personally. I would. I would leave it below Iron Man one for our current rankings. But I don't matter because you guys outrank me because you are two and I am one. Do either of you think it's better than the Avengers? No. Okay. No, that, oh. That's where we. That's where we got to stop. So that's where we got to stop. This is BS. Wow. I thought this was going to be way more. I, yeah, I, I, I was. I was preparing. I'm like, I'm going to really have to use yeah, a second and, snap. I'm I knew have to was looking at me. I knew he was. You know what? Because this is where I have it. This is, this would be my ring. It would be second I predicted on the list. That 
I guess I never made the prediction, but in my head, I thought that this was the first one where Rashawn and I, based on this ranking, like that we have here, obviously I would have it a little different, but that Rashawn and I would be on the same page where we got it and that it would be the first time where the, it didn't match John's. That's true. So yeah. here we are. You nailed it. Yeah. And just by one, again, I just think that the original Iron Man, I, when I think back about how that set up, first of all, the MCU and how it set up that character who was... My favorite Avenger, I think. Cap comes close with all of his like with all the the Infinity War and Endgame stuff, but I think I'd still give it to Iron Man in terms of my overall love. Um, yeah, that that original Iron Man movie just like in the way I kind of think about this, and like I, I I come at these rankings two ways. One, objectively, what movie do I think is better? And that's how Winter Soldier hops ahead of Iron Man three and two for me, right? So, like, so I, I have to think some of some objectivity. I like those movies maybe like so so the one the the one side is objectivity. Which one's technically a better movie based on objectivity? The other side is mm-hmm. what would I want to watch right now? If somebody were to say like, yo, let's watch a movie, would you wa- would you rather watch Winter Soldier or Iron Man? Right now, Iron Man. And it's almost always going to be Iron Man. That always that just like always sounds like a more fun movie to watch for me. And that's just like my gut reaction. And I think maybe even Iron Man 2 and 3, because I love Iron Man so much, would be my answer to that question as well over Winter Soldier. My gut check reaction. Like, what do you want to watch right now? I got some popcorn. And those are like the two John, filters. John, I, I would almost, almost always agree with that too. Like I, and it's funny because like, I was thinking about this after I watched the movie and I've been thinking about it all week. I'm like, where would I, where, like, where do I stop my voting with this one? Um, the Iron Man trilogy is hard to separate for me, but like I would watch any of those. Like, like Always. you said, if I had my pick and I was just going to go watch them, I would watch any of those over winter soldier, which is saying a lot. But if I step back and again, as I mentioned it earlier, I let winter soldier just kind of stews, right? It go, it keeps creeping up for me after I watch it. It's, it's, it doesn't hit me right away takes takes me a little bit for it to sink in yeah. that's why i uh i voted it where i did I, and I, it's not avengers level uh as we agree all of us yeah. john you agree yeah, yeah. if you i know we didn't you didn't okay no i wouldn't have put um, ahead i wouldn't have put ahead of one um, I, w- I would have it below iron man one and i'd have it at three but you guys you guys have it at two and that's where where that's where it sits so here, here, here's what i'll say this for me at the time of release, um, and I was trying to while you guys were talking, do some bra- quick brainstorming in my head because again, this is more Marvel. We're not focusing in on you know, even though it's now owned by Disney, the Fox side of Marvel with X Men and all that stuff. We're not focusing on DC. We're focused on the core MCU here. Um, and for me, just so the people know how much I do love this movie, this movie for me, if we if we take uh if we take some some of us nerds do this sometimes if we take the team movies out of it take like X Men you're, you're the biggest X Men movie out there take the Avengers out of it take the grouping of superheroes together because obviously you uh, as nerds we're gonna gravitate more towards those movies if we think about this our solo movies you know the Batman trilogy think about Iron Man trilogy Cap trilogy the Thor you know just your solo superhero movies Deadpool whatever um for me. At the time of release, this was the best solo movie, comic book solo movie out there, besides the Dark Knight. Okay. Besides the Dark Knight, waiting for that copy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was the it was the best solo movie. And again, I'm a Batman guy, but I think even with, without being a Batman guy, it's it's obvious. Um, that was it, this was the best solo movie since the Dark Knight, and even today. I, I would have to do more thinking. It would still be in that conversation, but for me, it would be joined by like Logan, um, for sure. It would be yes. joined by probably like the first Deadpool, 
For um, sure. I'm in the minority here, but I think this is the most underrated comic book movie on the planet. Man of Steel is up there for me. One day I'll find a way to talk about that on here and explain why. Um, but really, I think the only for sure like fighter in that ring for the for the you know runner up to Dark Knight for me it's it's Logan and it's this. And I guess if you want, you can throw Deadpool in there as a as a as a wild card. Yeah, it's very different. That's how much still, I love this movie. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I love them. I respect it. So we got our rankings. Let's go through them. Number one, the Avengers. Number two, we have a new number two, guys. Ahead of all of the Iron Man movies, all of these weeks, Josiah and I sat here and told y'all how much we love these movies, <laughs> and they've been to throw my Winter Soldier. So two Winter Soldier. We, we can be fair. We can be reasonable. Exactly. Uh, three Iron Man, four Iron Man, three, five Iron Man, two, six Captain America, the first Avenger, seven Thor, eight Thor, the Dark World, and number nine, the Incredible Hulk. I think it's safe to say these bottom three aren't changing for a while. Thor, Thor, the Dark World, and the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, for a while. Poor Thor. Forever. And it may stay that way, but there's a few I can argue that will get there. Oh, man, I can't we'll wait to argue about those. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, we, yeah. we did it. We, 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 uh, we agreed on something for... In, in Rashawn's benefit, I actually feel really happy about that. I'm really, I feel good about myself that I didn't let Rashawn down this week. <laughs> I feel like I just did a good deed. Like, I have that feeling that, like, all right, I, I made someone's day today. I did, I did a good deed. I just yeah. thought you woke up I, and realized what good entertainment is. I, did, I don't mean like oh, charitable. Okay. I just Take mean like I'm glad that I could, I'm just glad I couldn't make you happy, Rashawn. <laughs> I kind of helped Rashawn out twice. I, I, you needed my vote there. It happened, and I helped you shock John for the first time. So it was it was wonderful. That's, that's true. Yes, it worked. That's true. Good, good stuff all around. We want to hear your rankings. Uh, the listeners, the viewers, tell us on Facebook. Tell us on Twitter. Um, we're also doing a bunch of giveaways. Uh, so just by following us, getting in the the conversation there, you could win some fantastic merchandise from our partners over at Fantastic. Some fantastic um, merchandise. Yes. Uh, so we'll uh, give them one more plug here. Uh, the show is presented by Fantastic, a division of 26 shirts. Uh, they sell pop culture t-shirts, Star Wars themed, Marvel themed, all over the board, video games. If you're into pop culture and you're looking for new t-shirts, this is the place to go. 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. Uh, every shirt sale uh, a portion of that goes to a charity a family in need or a person in need they have raised over seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars to date that has gone directly to those charities those people uh those individuals we are very very thankful to be partnered up with them wonderful people and uh we'll get dell back on the show soon here uh he's had a busy few weeks so we can't wait to, to talk more marvel with him if you saw some of the earlier episodes uh, John, we want to talk about the giveaway yeah. for this week. We can certainly do that. So, uh, yeah, we're piggybacking off of that. So, uh, as well as being our sponsor, Fantastic is giving away one shirt per episode. So, that's super awesome of the guys over there. Um, so, each and every week we post this uh, we post this video on Mondays. Uh, giveaway post will also go up. So, we've been rotating social media platforms. We're going from uh, Twitter to Facebook to Instagram. Uh, so, the one that's going to be ending as this one post will be... Facebook. So next week will be Instagram. So as this uh, this episode, Winter Soldier posts, there will also be a post on our Instagram page. We are at the Geekiverse. It'll be very clear. This is the giveaway post. Uh, you'll have to like. You'll have to do. There'll be there'll be some instructions on how to enter. Very simple stuff. But we'll get you entered to win a fantastic shirt. We've given away how many of these things already? Seven. It's awesome. Yeah, honestly, I have my my closet is at least half full of Fantastic or 26 shirts. Uh, it's just, it's incredible how many I've bought over the years. 
Oh, man, they're quality. They're they're awesome. Adventures. I get compliments on them wherever I go. Um, where I'm outside of Western New York, and people love them to death. I was going. The to... other thing is when you get those. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, finish your sentence. Uh, you get those Buffalo, uh, those Buffalo theme shirts, and and you represent when you when you get out. So that's always special to us, uh, being from Buffalo, of course. I was about to wear my Buffalo Marvel shirt, rewear it because I wore it on yesterday's podcast, and I wasn't going to be ashamed because I wanted to wear it, but then I realized I had a cap shirt, so I didn't wear it. Uh, it made sense. It's okay. Uh, we'll wrap up this episode of the MCU Reviewed. Uh, where can we find you boys on social media and what can you plug for the Geekiverse? Uh, John, we'll start with you. Sure. You can find me over on uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Disruptoid. Uh, for the Geekiverse, we're doing awesome stuff, man. We're, we're just having fun. We're vibing out. Uh, share this show if you like it. Get some friends involved. Try to inspire some people to to watch along because uh, like almost all these movies are on Disney Plus now. Uh, today is the 25th. I think tomorrow... Um, Infinity War comes to Disney Plus, and I think the only one that will be left is Ant Man and the Wasp. So, like, all those movies are super accessible. Yeah, it's awesome. And that one's on Netflix, and everyone has Netflix. So, uh, share this show, inspire your friends, talk about your rankings. Uh, also, if you're into video game stuff, we've put out some awesome, awesome episodes of Geeks Got Game lately. Uh, that's our bi weekly gaming podcast. Our last episode, uh, which went live today of recording, um, we talked about The Last of Us Part Two. We all gave our impressions on that game. That was super fun. Tons of great news. The episode before that, we talked all about the PS5. We've been having some super great conversations there. Josiah left us. Oh my God, right at the end. He'll be back in like four to six seconds. So he'll, there he's there. He'll pop. And he is about to be there. He is. He's back. So Josiah's back. He's a, you're, you're always due for one. You're always due for a little blip. We're so close. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, would, it wouldn't be the show if you didn't if you didn't pop away for a second. But it's tradition. We can't break tradition. That wraps it up for me. Follow us uh, on the Geekiverse and, and stay up to date with our shows because we're having a blasty blast. Rashad, social media. Like John said, we're having a blast. You can catch me here weekly on the MCU Reviewed. Catch me bi-weekly on Geeks Got Game. And catch me every single month on our Disney Plus podcast, even though we actually might not have one for... <laughs> well, the previous month just because there isn't news to talk about but that's fine catch me on there too um and you can also find me on twitter at true king zero uh where i talk all the a lot of the stuff we talk about on these shows i talk about right on my twitter as well um and if you're into gaming i'm playing the last of us two right now on stream every uh bit of the almost 10 hours i'm in i've streamed so uh i should be today is what What's what's today? Jesus, this is awful. Doesn't matter. Uh, this isn't live. Thursday. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, <laughs> tomorrow probably I will stream more Last of Us too. That's uh, but yeah, that's True King Zero as well. Yeah. Some uh, funky time travel stuff going on right here, like Endgame. I don't really know what's happening. It's all good. Uh, I am at Josiah D. Leroy on social media. Uh, I'm on all the shows that the boys mentioned here. In addition, I host a show called Dadcast. So if you are a video gaming father, probably a younger video gaming father, this is a lifestyle podcast where we just talk about what our days look like, what the schedule looks like. How do we find time to game? How do we find time to balance all of it between family and our, our passion for gaming? Uh, that is a once a month show uh, with my co-host and friend, Tim Talbot. We uh, On last episode, had John O'Peck from us, all the way from Australia. It was super awesome. I followed him on uh, Twitter for years now in uh, different uh, various games media, but most notably uh, the 8-Bit Collective. So very, very nice to finally talk to him. You can check that episode out. Now, I got to say, guys, the episode we recorded this week of Geek's Got Game was maybe my favorite one ever. It's not just because of all the wonderful news that felt like it was tailored directly towards me, but that it was just, it was a good conversation. Uh, a little over two hours, I think, right, John? Yeah, I think it was like two hours, maybe. three minutes, yeah. 
that's a long one. So hopefully uh, you, you join us for the, the ride over there. Next week, guys, next week, things get really, really good in the MCU. We, uh, we, may, uh, we may have a new king. I'm just saying. Oh. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Ugashaka, am I right? I cannot wait. I've been listening to the soundtracks uh, nonstop. Awesome Mix Volumes 1 and 2. So we hope you join us for that episode. Uh, as always, you can catch out the Geekiverse at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse or wherever you stream podcasts. For Rashawn and John, I'm Josiah. We will catch you next week. Have a good one. 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 Week. Have a good one.